Welcome everyone. This is the Penciled In Podcast, the show where two working artists and creators chat with guests. I'm Ingrid. And I'm Lindsay. We're going to be discussing so many interesting subjects with you guys. Art, sketch cards, collecting, publishing, tools, materials, all sorts. Perhaps we can finally understand why we all do this to ourselves. Hey everybody, welcome to this special episode, something new that we're trying. This is our projects and products episode number one. This is where we're going to try and see just to give you a little bit of news of what's happening in the industry and things, what we're doing and all of that stuff. So today, welcome to Lindsay, my, 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 uh, good day. Mm -hmm. And Harris, who's going to come on and talk about the magazine, the NSU magazine. Thank you so much for coming on, Harris. Sure, sure. Thanks for having me again. Awesome to see you again, mate. So Good to see you uh, too. Good to we're, see you. Today we're going to talk about the NSU magazine that's out this okay. month. Uh, what date does it come out? Is it already out for this month? Well, it is shipping now. I think it's going to be live on the website, I, I think, next week. But uh, it'll be available for order on, on BeckettMedia.com. Uh, but it is shipping now, shipping to stores. Some people have already gotten theirs. I've seen online, some subscribers already have theirs. So it's kind of like in soft release right now. Um, and what have you got in, in the magazine this month? Which uh, card sets are we talking about? Um, we have an Elvis cover, as you can see, one of our vintage covers this time. We kind of alternate between vintage and, and modern. Um, and is in there the a issue, set with Elvis? Is is there a set with Elvis by any chance? Uh, there's lots of sets. There's nothing nothing new, but the magazine talks about all the uh, classic releases um, from about the mid '50s on through the 2000s. There have been tons of Elvis sets from all different companies. Um, there were amazingly a lot in the 2000s. Um, you know. Just surprisingly, a lot of uh, retrospective Elvis sets popped up. Some of them were really large. Um, Are there a lot? Right now we have, you know, there's a new, there's a new Elvis movie out, and so we oh, thought yeah. it was a good time to do uh, to do an Elvis cover. We haven't done one for like twenty years or something like that. Wow. Would Elvis be like in in the public domain now? Or no, I don't think so. I'm sure you know that's. I'm sure you still need uh, an expensive license to uh, to do anything Elvis related, but I wonder if that'll happen eventually. Mm. I don't know how that works. Are there a lot of uh, trading card sets based on on music groups or individuals? I, I think might have even talked about that the last time I was on. Um, it's, it's it kind of comes and goes, and uh, no, there are not, and I wish there were more because I like music a lot, as everybody does, but. Um, I guess it must be too expensive to license. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, one yeah. of my favorite things of all time was a set called Chewbops, which was these, um, they weren't really cards. They were miniature albums. They were like, I don't know, two inch by two inch. And, but they were exact replicas of, of albums back, back in the day. And they had a slab of bubblegum in them. And the bubblegum was... Um, an album shaped and it had even had little grooves and a hole in it. And uh, they did maybe eight different series of them. And they, but 
I guess the reason I liked them was because they were exact replicas of the album covers. Oh, back I love when, that. Back when album covers were really cool, you know. Mm. Not that they're not now, but you know, they were so much bigger then. A card set of album covers would be amazing. It would be great. It would. Be that great. would be impossible, I would imagine. All the uh, all the licensing involved. Ooh, yeah. Nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> what oh. else have we got in in the magazine for this month? So we've got Elvis on the cover. We've got Elvis on the cover. Uh, we have uh, we have a large story about the new uh, Elementals series two set from uh, Perna Studios. Um, we love Perna Studios. We adore Perna Studios, don't we? Yeah. That's a, for people who love art. That's it's nothing but original art on that. It's it's really great. Right, right. Um, trying to look here. Um, refresh my memory. We we do have a nice article about podcasting. You guys might have heard oh, about it. Do we? Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> We've interviewed you guys, so heard about all that stuff. That's awesome, and it's also got the guys from its uh, MCU. That's right. Yeah, we spotlighted them and and you yourselves. Yeah, the awesome. Marvel card, uh, Marvel Marvel card collectors worldwide. If I'm not mistaken, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> I said MCU, didn't I? <laughs> What's the name of this episode again? Uh, this episode is projects and products. Ah, uh, Lindsay. Ingrid was having some trouble with that one. Oh, yeah. No, my, my tongue does not work very well. Too old for that. Right. <laughs> what else so, do you have? Um, let, me, let me check. We have another vintage article. We have an article about autos of 77, which is kind of... Um, oh, my God. I know somebody would be interested in that. I got to get that. Oh, yeah. A very specific set. I guess Tops was uh, at some point thinking of uh, doing an annual auto series and they did one in 77 it was not very popular that's what the article kind of talks about um it's it's interesting to see some of the photos of some of those old cars but uh i guess they had intentions of doing maybe an annual release but it only made it to uh one series so the last time they tried that was way back when like so the last time they tried it was years yeah ago. it was 77 so um, that's what uh, you never know Almost 50 years ago. Now, times change. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. I, that's another thing that probably would be um, trouble licensing, by the way. They have mm. to go to all the different car companies and get their approval. And maybe that's what kind of keeps them from doing something like that. I don't know. Oh, it is. Yeah. The, I know. so complicated. <laughs> yeah, everything is complicated these days. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, um, aside from that, we have um, we have our non-sport news column, which focuses on uh, smaller bits about new items, and that's always pretty interesting. We have the uh, Dateline, which is the list of upcoming releases. Um, we have our Hot List, which uh, you know spotlights some of the. Uh, I think you're pointing the wrong. Well, on my screen, you're pointing the wrong way, but <laughs> you're pointing down. Oh, do I have to point down? Okay, well. On my screen anyway. I don't know what it looks like on your screen, but yeah, I'm screen. not on the hot list. Okay. <laughs> it's my second time on it. I was so proud. Like, Congratulations. That's great. Congratulations, yeah. Lindsay. Yeah, you're hot. 
I am. I'm at the minute. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, it's a lovely surprise to wake up to, though. It always All is. Right. And other Congrats. people always tell you, they'll pop in your inbox and go, oh, I've seen you. In <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you're like, what? I don't know anything about this. <laughs> No, oh, it's a, I do love your magazine. I've got I've got quite a few of them now. Okay, uh, thank you. But it's it's the only one that's out there for you know non non sport collectors. Right. Cards. Right. Uh, right. Apart from like like a really like you mentioned earlier, really old. Yeah, and there is another publication that focuses more on vintage, but mm. we um, we do mix it up. We focus on modern stuff, the brand new stuff. And some vintage as well. Yeah. Did in your magazine? Did you mention you have the like a grading list as well, or was that on your website? The grading list. Well, I think uh, I, I think I might be thinking of the wrong name. Yeah, we do have a. There's a price guide in there. Is that what you're referring yeah. to? That's it. Yes. Yeah. A big a big chunk of the magazine is the price guide that takes up uh, the back half of the magazine. So yeah, we cover some of the, the modern and vintage releases. That's what you're thinking of. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So yeah. anybody who's just getting into sketch cards or wants to find out more about them, NFC right. magazine is just a brilliant one to buy because it'll tell you it'll tell you all that stuff you need to know, everything that's right. coming. And then that hot list also talks about some of the, uh, speaking of sketch cards, some of the most recent sales and some of the top end sales. So you can see what some of the top end cards have gone for in sketches and autographs and things like that. Uh, we, were we also, also have, we also have trading cards in the issue too. I think one of them is going to look kind of familiar to, to you, Lindsay. We have, we have the. <gasps> My God, Lindsay, you're all over the place. That's awesome. <laughs> this is a, a mashup between four companies. Lindsay, you want to tell us about that? Yeah. Um, the Nosferatu set will be coming out, and there's uh, there's going to be my company, Leg Day Cards. There's Jeremy's company, Attic Cards. There'll be Richard's, Richard Park's company, RR Park's Cards, and also Richard Folk's company, which is RJF. RJF. RJF, RJF Design, right. So uh, I think it's the it first time design. four different publishers have tried one thing all together. So we're going to see yeah, how it's going. That's definitely a first. I've, I don't know that I really ever recall two companies doing something together, let alone four. So that's but really cool. With me being new to the game, um, I've just kind of been learning along, you know, and getting getting a handle of the ropes, so to speak. Those guys have been sort of pushing forward with it. Um, okay. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. Uh, that is one. That is one of two cards. The other one we have an Outlander card too, and that's from Outlander. Yeah, this yeah. This is season uh, season five. Outlander season five. We spoke to it was is it Cryptozoic? Yeah, Cryptozoic. Outlander. Yeah. Yes, that's right. They've got some wonderful costumes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Those are Outlander's been. Um, Incredibly popular. In fact, our next cover is going to be Outlander, and that'll be like our fourth, I think, Outlander cover over the last six or seven years. There's one thing I'd like to mention is I've gotten several copies of the NSU over, over gosh, so many years, and now I have a subscription. Um, I love those extra cards that you have in there. I've kind of slowly gotten into collecting promo cards and things like that. It just makes for such a cool 
colorful collection i find and i really like the the cards you include in your uh, with your magazine you almost yeah, have at least at least three or four cards don't you well sometimes it's been a little quieter lately sometimes there's only one or two um sometimes there's three or four it all depends you know we're, we're at the mercy of the manufacturers with that so it depends on what they have coming out and how much they're promoting their cards and things like that but you had one it, of mine one year i remember that i think it was last okay. year you had one yep. and you might right. be doing one one from me also uh, later this year for an upcoming set that i'm going to be putting out possibly Ooh. with a bunch of publishers too of other publishers okay. so that's something that i'll be talking about in another episode okay um how many cards do you like to be sent to nsu you know if you're put adding a promo card in the magazine we generally uh, ask for about six six thousand cards yeah Yes, for those who know, Lindsay ears in motion. Yeah, for Lindsay. for those for those who'd like to know, yep. I think the last time I did it, Richard Parksy helped me with all the math. Okay. but I think you you uh, you order it comes to be more economically friendly if you do like ten thousand of a card, and then um, send six thousand to NSU, and then with what's left over, you can really um, send them out to uh, all your amazing fans and all that stuff. But yeah, it works out well with 10,000. Or if you can get on board a buddy with, with someone else to order a large number, that also works. But that's probably an episode we should do all on itself, actually. It's long and complicated, but yeah. <laughs> Technicals, backdoor stuff, you know. But anyway, so what else do you have coming up this month? Is there anything that you can mention on your list of upcoming sets or do you prefer to keep that undercover? No, we could talk about it. We, you, we do print a list of uh, upcoming releases each, each time. We, we go to all the manufacturers and ask for an updated list. Sometimes it's like pulling teeth, getting answers, but we try and get answers. Um, we have a lot in there about, you know, what's coming out in August, September, and October. It's a long, October, we have a lot of uh, Halloween releases. Um, well, we'll have you back on to talk October. What's coming up for the month of August, may you, may I ask? Uh, for the month of August, there's a couple of uh, releases from Fivefinity coming out, some sketch card releases from them. Um, there's a Slop Culture Kids series from Magic Marker Art that's something like Garbage Pail Kids from, from Mark Pingatori's company. Maybe you met Ingrid at the uh, last uh, Philly show that you came to. I think I did, yes. Um, there's actually uh, Monster Wax is doing a Ukraine-based set. There's, there's going to be a series on the war uh, that, that they're doing. Um, Richard Parks has a, his second Ultraman series coming out. Yep. And... Um, Unstoppable Cards has a Jerry Anderson related set coming out. Cool. That's pretty much a roundup. Usually August is probably not one of the strongest months uh, for card releases because kind of the end of the summer and uh, not to say that the, any of those aren't strong, but I'm just saying it's usually not the, People you know, are outside. the summer is, I'm sorry. People are outside. Summer People are outside finishing up summer stuff, finishing up vacations and all that kind of stuff. I think out, of out of curiosity, have you ever have you ever had um, iconic creations um, in the NSU magazine? No, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. Well, they that well the sets are really really popular. They keep selling out immediately, much like Perna Studios. So they might, okay. be, you know, to look into. Yeah, that's one of their cards. They do what? Oh yeah, we have had them in, in the issues, but it's been a while. It has yeah. been a while. What are you um, working on now for them? They we've just done Way of the Sword too. Okay, yeah, I remember working with them for the Way of the the first one. Mm. There's a yeah, beautiful art set coming out later in the year. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what it is, but okay, excited to work on that one. But yeah, there might be, there might be good for future. All right, well, it's good to know. Good to know. And we do have a little. We will be having a special episode on something about iconic cards coming up in August. I think it was Lindsay. Is it in August? We're doing that. It might be. <laughs> You know, the thing is, with like quite often with cards, that's um, stuff gets delayed, doesn't it? And moved around. Yeah, and unfortunately, it does. You do have to kind of keep on your toes with it, don't you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. what have you got coming up for next month's issue for people? And and where also if people want to actually like buy a copy or get a subscription, where should they go for that? Best place to go is BeckettMedia.com or nonsportupdate.com. Um, you can buy a subscription at either place. And uh, we also sell on beckettmedia.com. You can also get uh, single issues as well. So you could buy just the current issue or back issues are for sale. Um, oh, you do or, have back issues. Oh, that's good to know. Yes. Yeah, we do have back issues. Do those issues come with the promo cards that were in? They sure do. Yep. That's really interesting to know. Yep. Yeah. Good yep. stuff. Another thing I want to mention is on, on the website, there's also a forum that you can go to so you can right. chat to other people and share your collections and things like right. that. So yeah. if anybody wants to have a look at that. And right. Can... That's card, card, card talk, non-sport update card talk. Oh, uh, yeah. That is... Uh, Again, access through nonsportupdate.com. So that's the best place to go for either of those things. And what else did you ask? Uh, something else you asked, Ingrid, that I didn't answer. I forget. Oh, what's coming up on the next issue? Yeah, yeah so we're, we're bi-monthly. So this, this issue with the Elvis copy is just coming out now. The next one will be out in two months' time. And that one is one I mentioned. I think we're, we're going to do an Outlander cover. Uh, that one also will have another Outlander promo card in it too, another exclusive Outlander card. And um, some of the other articles, uh, geez, like you said about uh, the upcoming episodes, that, that's slipping my mind now too. But maybe we can talk about that again in, in a couple of months' time or something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely, we'll have you on again for that. That would be great. We really, really do uh, want to encourage people to go out and get a copy. These can also be found in 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 the U.S. in local stores. I think. Yeah, we, we sell them. Uh, some of the some hobby shops, car, sports card shops, comic shops, things like that, uh, do sell them. Anybody that has access to Diamond uh, can get copies. Um, so they are available, and they're also available on some um, newsstands as well, like. Um, Barnes and Noble carry them and some of the other uh, books a million and places like that in the States carry them. In Canada, you used to be able to find it sometimes in a few, uh, a few bookstores or magazine stores. It was not always easy to find, but you could find them occasionally. Now here in Quebec, I don't know if you can actually find them, perhaps in Ontario or 
Or yeah, you probably can find them at, at maybe a couple of sports card shops and things like that. But, you know, newsstand distribution is not what it used to be. It, no, it is. No, it's no. tough. It's really tough. So, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the magazine has been gone strong for for a long time now, since 1990. So uh, we've seen a lot of ups and downs over the years. But we really do encourage people who can to go out and find the magazine and and uh, get yourself a copy. And that's right. Cool cards. Subscribe. And that's too cool. You're going to need to know. Like, <laughs> that's why. <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. Thank you again for having me on. Oh, absolutely. We'll have you on again for uh, more updates. Okay. Probably the end of August or something. Sounds good. All right. I'll talk to you guys then. Okay. okay. See you. Right. Bye. Bye. Hey, that was fun. All right. So as everyone knows, we're kind of winging this a little bit today. This is a new trial for updates and what's happening. And uh, so it was really nice to have Harris on. Um, oh, he's lovely, isn't he, Harris? I really want to try and get some way. I want, I want everybody to buy the magazine. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's we, actually a really interesting read. Oh, we need to preserve it, though, with it being the only one as well and you know, everyone's getting into sketch cards a bit more. It needs to needs to yeah. stay around. It's the struggle for all paper publications though at the moment, yeah. isn't it? With the internet and all that. But yeah, it's nice to have something physical though that you can hold. Yeah, you don't have to plug it in anywhere to recharge it. It's <laughs> nice to <laughs> look at it. <laughs> Or have your kid run off with it and play uh, play uh, Mario Brothers or whatever it is. Well, I guess kids don't play that anymore, but anyway. <laughs> oh, they still do. Mario forever. <laughs> I don't think Mario is ever going to die. All the kids love Mario. <laughs> My kids are adults and they dragged out, uh, which game was it the other day? The guy with the big monthly, uh, monkey. Um, Donkey Kong. Yeah, Donkey Kong. Yeah, Donkey Kong. That's it. <laughs> When they were small, they used to play Donkey Kong all the time. Even I played with them a little bit. It's like every time I hear the do, 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 you know, the, the barrels, like all of a sudden I'm transported back to being a young mom and all that. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no. Much fun. Yeah. All right. Um, products now, I think, guys. Yes. Uh, and a couple of, um, a couple of updates here that people had mentioned in the, uh, in the Pencil Din Podcast Facebook group, they had mentioned them. So yes, please do go join the group. Let's see, uh, you you have a copy. I think I sent you a copy of the page. Um, da, 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 yeah, uh, Elementals and Halloween from Perna Studios. They're coming out with a new set. And of course, as we know, Halloween is exclusively black and white. And I think all the cards have to be done in ink. I was actually invited to the set for which, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was like immensely grateful to be invited. I just, I'm so overloaded with stuff. I couldn't take it right now, but I will be doing a future set for them. Are you? I'm yeah, I'm doing it. I haven't done any black and white, just just pure ink work for such a long time. I'm quite excited. Oh yeah, it's, well, it's I'm not quite sure I'm going to approach it yet because usually I use a blender and, and they don't want that. They want pure black and white. They don't want these grey mid-tones in it. No. So it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to do, a bit, little oh, bit different. I wish I could. I it's a lot of fun. Mm. I can't wait to see your stuff. Your stuff is tailor-made for black and white. It'll be cool. 
And then we have, um, oh yeah, uh, if they want, if anybody wants info for those two sets, uh, the Pernas, they operate mostly on deviant art. I think most people who listen to this podcast probably know what deviant art is, but if you don't, it's a massive site that has been around forever and people who create pretty much anything are on there. So you want to go to deviantart.com slash Perna Studios, and you'll find out more about those sets there. After that, we had a little uh, drop in the bucket of news from um, our good friend at Cryptozoic, who mentioned that they will be releasing uh, all their new sets and their new things at the SDCC, what is that, San Diego Comic-Con, I think. And they are going to have an animated-based franchise, which will be very sketch card heavy. So that's something that's coming up in the animated franchise. Do you have any idea what that might be, Lindsay? I haven't got a clue, but I think it's time to send my portfolio to Cryptozoic. Yep, yep, yep. That would be something good to do. Mm. Uh, What else? Um, Oh, yes, Paul Bynes. I don't know if anyone here remembers who's listening, but Paul Bynes, way back in the day, should I say 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago or something, he used to have, I think he was one of the first actually to produce a podcast about trading cards and sketch cards, if not the first, but he was probably one of the first. So he's thinking of bringing back his podcast, which was called the UK Cardcast podcast. And he'll be bringing it back as a YouTube channel. And he'll be aiming it mostly at uh, different trading cards from his personal collection and things like that. I'm sure he'll include some sketch cards too. So that's something to, uh, to keep your eye out for. What else? Do we to talk to him and see what experience he had. Well, we are. He is scheduled to be on the podcast in two weeks, I think. So that'll be coming out in the pop pipeline. So that's cool. He's got a wonderful British accent, just like you, Lindsay. So it's cool to. Yeah, sure. Where about? Do, do you know whereabouts in England is from? No, I don't. I forgot to ask. I'm so different. Just like a couple of minutes down the road, it's crazy. <laughs> the amount of the accents change in such a short distance. <laughs> Oh, I hope to be able to visit one day and listen to all that. That'd be awesome. I'll have to do a tour. Oh, a tour and I want to do a bar tour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't, like, Doncaster used to have the most pubs per per square mile than any other place. Yeah. I mean, not. I don't know if now, because, you know, everything's been closing down and stuff, but... Yeah, you used, used to roll out of one pub and straight into the one next door. And that's what you'd be doing in the town centre. Is that is that a, a reflection of the state of mind of the people in your neck of the woods? <laughs> it's a lot different now. Like I said, a lot of places have shut down. But when I were when I were young and you know money were flowing and people were having a good time, it were yeah, town were always packed. All the pubs were always packed. Interesting. Do you have decent? No over there sorry you have decent coffee over there coffee yeah coffee yeah drink we drink tea <laughs> now people do drink coffee they do i don't i don't <laughs> oh no that's right yeah. i do <laughs> 
All right. Who else have we got on the list that's uh, coming up with something? I think you have a list. You should look down. Where did you send it? It's not on my phone. <laughs> did you send okay, it? Never mind. Did you I send it, on? it in your messenger. <laughs> yeah, prompt me and I'll, I'll blog okay. along. It's not All right. Well, then in that case, let's see. We have Lynn Workman. He says he's planning to do a cartoon monster set. I'm looking at you, Lindsay. You'd be awesome on that. Mm -hmm. He's looking to do a cartoon monster set, but he doesn't have any actual news on it yet. But he's going to be letting us know when that comes out. He'll be doing a Kickstarter for it. So I can't wait to hear more about that. He'll have uh -huh. big cards, um, glow in the dark, lenticular stickers. I want stickers on my sets and stuff. <laughs> Possible metal ones. Uh, I wanted a metal card, just a selfish aside here. I was, I have images taken for a, a metal card for the, for the book project I've got coming, which I'll mention at the very end. But it takes a long time to get metal cards done. So I'm not sure it'll be done in time. It takes at least three months for the turnaround. And that oh, might really? be too long. Yeah, yeah, it's a long turnaround time. If you want metal cards for your project from, from Fairy Metal, you want it done ahead of time, like way ahead of time. And I just didn't get it done fast enough this time. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to get more news from Lynn Workman, who we actually interviewed as well. That's the Lindsay ep episode because it's Lindsay. Yeah. Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so you guys, you're going to be hearing that very soon as well. Yeah. Lindsay and Lindsay. Lindsay Workman and Lindsay. Okay. And then we go on to Fred Keel. He has um, a comic book project called Queen Cobra. And that'll be issue five, and it's coming out in August. So if you're on Facebook, you want to look up Ocean Rising Comics. And you'll be able to find out a little bit more about that, I think. Ocean Rising Comics. Yep, o Ocean Rising. That's what he dropped in. And lastly, we have uh, some news from Frankie B. Washington, and he's going to be on the podcast with his friend Matthew in two and a half weeks, I think it is, if, I'm, if I remember right, talking about, uh, well, what I'm talking about here, actually. Um, they are two creators, and they are doing a crowdfunding campaign, and it's going to start in July, same time as my project. Um, theirs is called Kaijus and Cowboys One. They, uh, I'm not exactly sure what that is. I have to be very honest. I'm not sure what that is, but it's called so the name of it again. What, what, and Cowboys? Kaijus, I think. Kaijus, Kaijus and Cowboys, Kaijus and Cowboys. It's K A I J U S and Cowboys. Okay. And what's they're going to have, uh, they can sign up for a free trading card exclusive to the campaign. They have to go to um, HTTPS, blah, 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 zoop.gg forward slash C forward slash Kju's and Cowboys one, and they'll get a free card. A Kju. Excuse me, a keiju is a Japanese genre of films and television featuring giant monsters. Ah. So it's like Godzilla. Very oh, cool. cool. That's awesome. I'm going to be dropping the links for all this stuff in the show notes on uh, either on uh, the Anchor or the YouTube. So 
Yeah, I've messed up all the words and all, but you can go down into the show notes and you'll get the links to all of that. That's really cool. And so, yeah, there. Well, the other cool thing about that particular project is that they're trying out something different from um, Kickstarter, something that I know how to use a little bit. And many of us know how to use. Of course, Richard Parks is like an old veteran pro at that one. But I mean, a young veteran pro at that one. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Charming the Richard. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So instead of Kickstarter, they're trying out a platform called Zoop, Z-O-O-P, which I have never heard of before. I've never heard of that. So it'll be very interesting. Like I say, they're going to come on the podcast and talk about how it is working with that particular platform and how it compares to Kickstarter. So I'm actually really interested in hearing about that because I have, after this book project is done, I'll have, I'll be do, still doing other things and we'll be using um, Kickstarter unless Zoop is like the new magical thing, in which case I shall. That's one thing we've neglected to ask people about. Etsy. Like I know it seems simple. I know, like, everybody's got one. I think that's why we've taken it for granted and not thought to ask. So we'll find out a bit more about Etsy for you, anybody who's interested. Yes, I've had <laughs> sites. Do you have an Etsy store, Lindsay? Um, I've, I've never really got it up and running, to be honest. No? I've tried a couple of times and then, yeah, it just, it takes a while to build a following and for people to find oh, you. God. You just, you know... I've so, had one for about six or seven years now, uh, and I have been selling on it because I abandoned eBay. Yeah. Um, I used to sell all the time on eBay, but then as it went along, um, they take more and more. Like I'm a super small seller, like a really small seller. So for people like me, they take a big chunk of the money. Every time you sell something, you have your fees, your listing fees, and then you have a portion of what you sell goes to eBay also. They take a percentage, of course. That's totally normal. That's what they do. They all do that. Um, but then it I, is right, though. It is a massive amount. It's a lot. I mean, if I sell something for £300, I have to give them £50 of it. Yep, yep, yep. That's it. It's, it's a lot. It is a lot. When I first started selling on eBay, like the, the fees were a lot lower. Oh, yeah. I remember like a Pushed them up, haven't they? And the site's not working very well at the moment either. You can get stuck in a login loop. Oh, really? So you go to try and sell something, it makes you log in. You log in, you go back to your selling page, try to go and sell something, it makes you log in again. Sometimes it'll, you'll be doing that and you have to leave it for a few days until they fix the issue. It, it's getting ridiculous. You don't have time for that. We're small sellers. We really don't have time for that. This isn't good enough to warrant those fees, is it, if they're not? No. <laughs> No, 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 not at all. Like, I don't know how much quid are for dollars. Canadian dollars are not worth very much. But if like if I sell for for two hundred dollars after at, at the end of everything that they charge for for insert fees, like I just said all that before, it's like at least fifty dollars is going to go for that. And that's that's a big chunk. So I, I went over to Etsy, of course, and Etsy does charge a little less. That's it's that's the good thing. But they still do charge, and it's I don't know. I find it hard to get people to go there for some odd reason. I used to have um, a Shopify shop that oh, I, have on my and I have to say I really like that. Um, hmm. There you pay an upfront fee of. Uh, 
um, well, I don't know what it is now because like I have to redo my website and then I may well actually bring back the Shopify and abandon everything else. But it was at that time it was $9 a month, but you knew that you only had to pay $9 a month every month. It was never like uh, all of a sudden uh, $75 and you're like, what the hell is this? You know, it's just, no, it was a fixed price every month. Of course, you don't have the audience that like YouTube has. But uh, mm-hmm. what am I saying? YouTube, eBay, you don't have the audience that eBay has. But at the same time, eBay is so big, it's hard to be found in the crowd also. So it comes to the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's hard figuring out just the right way to do everything. So if anybody's listening to this and they have a point of view to mention, we'd love to have you on to talk about the business of selling, you know. Mm-hmm. it's uh, there, there are a lot of places out there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, what have you got? All the releases. We we know everything that's coming out that we know of. Anyway. Yeah, the ones that that we know of. Yeah, that's it. Except for my Kickstarter, which will be coming out in a couple of weeks. That's the last <laughs> book of the Art of Sketch Cards. It's the third volume. It's the last chapter. The end of it all. Uh, the penultimate. The penultimate. Isn't it? I'm sorry. I remember. I can't remember what words mean. (laughs) Anyway, that's the last last chance. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Chance. Um, Yeah, but anyways, yeah, it's it's. I'm sure this one does. I. I hope this one will will go through. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm cutting you out all the time. What did you say? Oh, it's fine. I'm just waffling. I would like to say now how beautiful the books are, and I'm sure this one will be the most spectacular it's a real challenge um that's something else that might be interesting for people is just how challenging it is now there's a paper shortage so that affects mm. things that you and i do and for me the book project the paper short books will still be printed but it takes longer for the, the process to actually go through so it may take a little longer than it did for the previous two books and the prices go up because it's harder to get, the, you know, so there's a bit of a snowball effect with the pandemic and politics and all that stuff. So, but it will still happen. It will just take a little longer. What have you got happening, Lindsay, these days? Well, with, well, like um, Harris mentioned earlier, we've got Nosferatu between, between the four, publish, four, four publishers. Yeah. So that going on, um, my first card set that I'm going to release is uh, is going to be Die Rabbit Die. Yay! Die Rabbit Die. Die you rabbit die. Die. Um, I need I need to get myself some editing software because I want to make a video for the Kickstarter. Just a funny, entertaining little video. I'm going to use Keelan Day for a voiceover because his voices are brilliant. Like if anybody's making a, a video and they want a professional voiceover actor, I would I would ask Keelan Day. Where can they find him? He's on Facebook. I mean, we did we did do an interview with Keelan Day. So if uh, that one's out by the time this comes out, go and find him and have a listen where to find him. Um, so I'm excited to do that. That'll be that'll be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. Um, and also recently, just just off the cuff, I did um some Manos the Hands of Fate cards, but I did them as cats. And people really, really enjoyed them. So um, I think I might do a Patas the Paws of Fate 
That's awesome. <laughs> I'll do the scenes as little cats, you know. And then if people like that, I could do dogs or whatever, you know. Sausage dogs, you must do sausage dogs. <laughs> I'll make sure I get a, is, is it a Dashund, the proper name for them? Yes. I'll the, make sure I get a Dashund in there for you, Ingrid, if I do dogs. <laughs> um, so hopefully, well, hopefully Die Rabbit Die will be out soonish. Once we once I get the Kickstarter up and going, um, there'll also be Kitty Eerie Volume Two. Last year, me and Richard released Kitty Eerie Set One, um, which is like a little kitty cat in all his Halloween costumes. So this year, there's going to be another ten cards of the little kitty cat in all his Halloween costumes. Aww. So it's a nice joint project for us to do every year. It's kind of cute. <laughs> so I think. Yeah, I think that's everything I've got coming up in terms of publishing anyway. You are busy. Not uh, ridiculously busy. <laughs> ridiculously. I need a holiday. Oh, yes. So how are you managing all this uh, busyness as an artist? <laughs> um, I have to hop around my jobs, you know, in between this and that and you know, I'll, I'll organise myself and go, well, I've got this and this and that to do on the computer, so tomorrow I'll do computer work. And then, you know, just whatever, whatever's pending and urgent, get on with that and also try and do a little bit of stuff that's due for the future so that's ready. And it's, yeah, it's just hopping around it all, really. That helps me from, to keep on top of it. Because what I've found is if I force myself to do the stuff that's due, like, right now, I don't do a good job and it takes me so much longer. So I'll get out of the way things that I really want to do. So that's done and ready. And then go back to the stuff that is due and I'll, I'll make a much better job of it because I've got this other stuff out of my head, if you know what I mean. So it's a real relief. It's, it's such a positive feeling when you get something done and put aside. It puts you in a good mood, oh, yeah. whatever else it is you have coming up, right? Go tick. <laughs> even if you're not a list person it's still nice to tick the <laughs> i love finding an old list because i can go oh, <laughs> oh yeah oh. i did that ages ago but it just reminds you as well like you've been in this situation before where you've had so much work on and you got through it and you did it oh, yes. so there's that as well it's that's why another reason it's nice to find an old list <laughs> You can see what you've achieved a little bit, you know? Almost every morning when I open my laptop and I look at, I have an app called Things that I use and I've got my to-do list. <laughs> and I look at it and I'm like, oh, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. I can't do it. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> like sometimes you're just looking for an easy win. What's easy? What's that? That one. <laughs> Because some days, you know, you've got more brain power than other days. Like some days I just can't get my head around stuff and I will go for the easy stuff. <laughs> it's, all, excuse me, it's all about knowing yourself and how to work with yourself, if you know what I mean. Yeah, knowing absolutely. But you know, that's a really hard lesson to learn is how to work with yourself. Mm. How can you, and you know how to recognize, well, today is not a good day to do X job. If, if mm -hmm. you can permit yourself to do that, sometimes you have to do it, but... 
if you can, if you know, well, this is not a day to invent something or do sketches for a new idea because your head is just not there. So you do something else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, days when I've got like, there'll be days I've no creative ideas at all. I'll just be a bit like, yeah. And that's what I tend to do something where I'm just copying a reference, you know, like your realism. So I can just go on autopilot and just copy the colors. And then, you know, I'm not having to <laughs> think of ideas or anything. And then other days, I really can't be bothered with detail work. So then I will go and gather references and think of ideas and maybe fill in big blocks of colour or whatever. Does it ever yeah. come up on you all of a sudden that you're like, oh, my God, idea. And then you go look down stuff for that idea. Does that ever happen? I'll say that. I'll take that as a no. <laughs> I'm trying to think if it has. I'm trying, just trying to figure out what process like my brain goes through when I am doing a project because sometimes you do get something popping into your head just dead easily like um I really wanted to enter that printed in blood competition at one point yeah I, know I didn't have time to do it but it was a Hannibal one and straight away I got a vision of, of Hannibal as an artist but instead of a paintbrush he had a scalpel and instead of a paint on his palette he had organs and he was like kind of you know Ooh, that would have been so awesome. It would have been so awesome, wouldn't it? But I never got around to doing it. But sometimes I get like an instant idea like that that would have been great. And then sometimes I'll just sit there for ages going, <laughs> nothing's coming. Like something comes eventually, but, you know. What I hate is I get ideas when I'm driving and that's really not the time because you can't. <laughs> I don't Squirrel. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I don't know driving you know it's like my brain goes into and then it just stuff happens I don't know things happen in there I, I don't know I hate it when it does that, but... that background noise you might need to sit next to the washing machine and... <laughs> <laughs> there are great there are great playlists on Spotify for that actually you can actually have the sound of tennis shoes bom bombing around in the dryer if you like that kind of thing for sure for oh. Yeah, yeah, I've actually used it a couple of times, you know, and I just can't stand the thought of listening to myself in my head anymore. I will put on something like uh, tennis shoes and a dryer or something, just anything to get the stuff. Yeah. Stupid, eh? <laughs> there you go. Well, we do whale noises, don't we, and stuff. <laughs> Birds are nice, but then I want to go outside, so no. You know what noise I like? What? I like it when a stone falls into a lake or something oh nice. yeah 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 <laughs> the sound of rain is really nice too that's very very um it just puts you into a twin peaks mode where you've got weird things going all over the place like this <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah rain tops on roofs yeah. rain tops <laughs> raindrops Lindsay. raindrops you know put me in bin already <laughs> So we're going to talk about some, we've, we've talked about some products, haven't we, that are coming out? Yeah. Projects coming out, sorry. Um, products. What? Products. Are we doing some products? Products, yeah. Well, let's do a few of your, the, the products you use. No girls, not that kind of product. I mean, you know, the stuff you use. Uh... <laughs> Art products. Yes. Art Art products. So you go first. Oh, I don't know where to start. When I first started, I was using, you know, the super expensive Copic Chow. 
Oh yeah, I have a bunch of those. Oh god, mm. I have, and I don't use them anymore. Nope, me either because they're so expensive. And I'm just not the type of person who's organized enough to stay on top of the refill. So no more Copic chat. I have a huge container of Copics that I just don't use anymore. And I don't even know, like I would give them away to somebody who wants them. I just don't even know if they actually even work anymore now. I don't, I don't think they even need to work because you can change the nibs and refill them. If, if they're the refillable kind. Yes, they're the refillable. Somebody will still have them off you, I'm sure. I've seen um, just the pens that have run out of selling on eBay. People buy just the pens and replace the tips. I also have refills, some of the refills that I haven't even opened yet, just because all of a sudden I went, ooh, shiny acrylic, and I went that way. <laughs> yeah. Not playing with them anymore. <laughs> so what else have you got? So what I did after those, uh, I also used Windsor and Newton black and they're actually really nice. They're still they're fairly not. expensive. They have markers. Windsor and markers. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Do they work yeah. well? I've never used those. Chisel tip and your, you know, your little tip. See, they were always nice to use, but again, they're like, what were they? They used to be about eleven quid for. Five, so that's not too bad. Eleven quid. I don't know how much a quid is in dollars, but it sounds. <laughs> isn't isn't a quid like double? Is it about double? Can a Canadian dollar? Everything's double Canadian dollars. The Canadian dollars are worth nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to find the exchange rate. Um, so yeah, I was like, this is getting a little bit expensive. So I thought. Well, let's just look for some bog standard cheap, cheap, cheap ones. And I ended up with some of these. Uh, they call, I don't know these anymore. Tian Hao. Um, I'm sorry, I cut over you. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying I, I can't find them for sale anywhere anymore. So they must have stopped making them. But you got a massive thing like this for about 30 quid. Like, and it had. Just tons of colours in it. Not so much your pastel colours. It didn't have any of those in it, but for bright colours, fine. Worked fine, as long as you're not too fast. I wouldn't recommend cheap markers for a big picture because you do this and it goes splatter, 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 splatter. Oh. But, you know, if you're doing a tiny little sketch card, you're not going that fast. You're not, you know, you can be careful with them, really. And it saves you a lot of money. Um, but... Now that they don't make those anymore, I found these. And I absolutely, these are just so much better. Oh, I have seen the, the name. I've definitely seen it. That's A-R-R-T-X for those who are on the audio. Arctic. They're not expensive at all. You can, they get, a massive cool? thing in gray. You can get massive uh, skin tones. Because Ooh. that's what I out of a lot of running out of skin tone all the time so best thing i've ever bought <laughs> so where you can get you find them? And, sorry where did you find them i found those on amazon i don't know if they still sell them um i'll have to have a look but last time they had a sale on i just bought loads because i love the fact that they do full sets of colors rather than a mixture of colors because you find you always run out of certain ones more than others blue mm -hmm. Always running out of blue. Ridiculous the amount of blue I go through. 
and like I say, skin tones. So, and, and your browns, because you know, if you're doing scenery, there's always a lot of muted colours in there. And that's mo most of the time with your tube sets, you just can't get muted colours. They're just all like sharpies and super bright, you know. But with these, you can. You'll really like those. What do you uh, use for uh, inks? Inks? Uh, Stadler, just your Stadler fine liners. Um, for black, I'll just use, if it's a, a big black area, I'll just use black Sharpie, but then I'll go over the top of it with black pencil crayon. And the black pencil crayons I use aren't even that expensive either. They're Stabilo. They're like big chunky ones. You can okay. get big packs of 12 in the last ages because I, I was just going through so much black as well. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I've found like cheaper alternatives to everything as I've gone along. Um, yeah, just your Stedler pigment eyeliner. Oh, yeah. Yep, standard Stedler. Standard, standard. Um, highlights, white Posca. Okay. I actually I I have two of those. I actually bought two of those just to try them out because they have acryl they're acrylic, I think, or they have oh, yeah. acrylic. So I thought, hey, give that a try. Maybe I could, you know. Have you used it yet? I tried it and I didn't like it, but it's probably because I'm not used to it. If I actually gave it a chance, maybe I, I would actually like it. I'm trying to find a way to do, uh, you know, sometimes like it or not, you're really pressed for time for some sets. So I was trying to find a way maybe, you know. I find them nice just for like eye glints or whiskers or, you know, just. Yeah. No, just a little line on an edge so you don't have to get your long brush out and be all neat. <laughs> mm. I did get one of these the other day. The first time I've had one of these, that's a jelly roll. Oh, the yeah. Roll. Is it fun? It's not as good as a Posca pen. No? <laughs> I can tell you that. I mean, you can get a thinner line with it. Okay. But I would suggest just use it sparingly because, you know, if you go over it again, it just sort of gets rid of it all. It's a bit, you know, you've got to be careful. It's a tiny little delicate things, really, that I would say. Not for any solid edgings. Um, so your primary tool that you use, it would be the markers, right? Yeah, all different, well, different kinds of markers as well. There's another brand I use, Spectrum Noir. And they are, they're all right, but... Again, they do the sets of just one colour, and that's what I like. <laughs> so they were all blues, and I actually use quite a lot of these. I bought a couple of packs of them because got a couple of really nice blues in there. So once you find like colours that you enjoy using that look nice, you know, yeah. if they keep selling them, you can keep buying them, can't you? But yeah, I don't know how long these companies last. Like I say, they, those are the cheap ones I've got. I've no idea where that company went, but. There you go. Yeah. And they've not run out yet because obviously sketch cards are so titchy, teeny white, teeny weeny. Like you, <laughs> takes a good long while to run out, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the good thing about it, at least. Mm. Um, do you use any watercolors at all? I do. I do. Which kind do <laughs> you use? Watercolors, though. I, I, brought, I brought some of mine that I thought I'd show. Also, you show, you show yours. <laughs> you show, I'll show you mine. 
if I can find them. Go on, what brands are yours? Well, um, um, yeah, I used to use the Copics, and again, I've got a whole mess that I'd be happy to give them to someone um, mm. for the sh price of shipping. Uh, I, I really like them. I like them a lot, but it wasn't doing what I wanted. So one day it was like, ah, oh, now I've got to try something else. So I tried acrylics. I didn't really like it at first. I tried it again. I was like, oh my God, I must continue doing this. And that's like <laughs> I don't know, 12 years ago or something. So I kept on that. I've always wanted to do oils. So I actually have done a bunch of cards with oils, but the ones that I've done in oils, they were marked. I wrote on the back that they were oils. So if you think you got one of my cards and they might be oils, if it doesn't say oils on the back, it's acrylic, which is really good too. Acrylics are much more uh, practical because they dry so fast. Um, but what makes them hard is they dry so fast. So, you know, it's a whole technique. I use, um, I used to use Liquitex um, which anybody who knows anything of acrylics will know what that is, but I don't use them anymore because the ones that I get, it's like painting with milk. And I just don't like that. I, I, for, I mean, you know, if it works for you, that's fabulous. But for me, it just drives me. Bananas. So what I, what I use now is mostly golden. This is a, I think. Oh, I've oh. never seen that. Oh, I've never heard of those. They're they're more expensive than Liquitex, but the uh, the quality um, the quality is very good. They have they offer regular acrylics, and then they offer open, which means the drying time is a little longer. Personally, I don't find it's worth because they're a bit more expensive. I personally don't find the extra expense worth it to buy the open ones. I don't see a huge difference. What I use instead is if I really want to slow things down a little bit, I use this. Is it focusing? There you go. I use that Liquitex. Oh, it doesn't want to. There we go. So this is Liquitex, but it works with any brand. It, it works with anything. It doesn't necessarily, well, it does slow down the drying a little bit. It makes your paint a little bit more. Add, add it to your paint. It yeah, you want to put just a little bit, you, like you lay out your paint as if it was oils or anything else. And you can, I, I put a little bit of this in the middle and then I, I take from it when I need it. It doesn't last long though. Like I have a stay wet thing that has a, a rubber sponge in and then you put a piece of paper that's made to be wet, put it on top. And then when I lay out my acrylics, it's good for at least two days, sometimes three, depending on the weather. Is any of that, because you can get, um paper that you put on your palette as well can't you that's it. yes you have, uh, yeah you've got this yellow sponge it's called stay wet i think and then you get mm -hmm. a special kind of paper that you put on top you have to soak it for like a, well tw it says 20 minutes but 15 minutes usually works fine you soak it in warm water and you put it in and you have a special container that closes it seals airtight all the way around so once you put your paint in um, you're good for two days at least. The downside is, is that the paint does tend to run around a little bit and mix with it with each other, but you know you can get around that. It's all right. Um, but this does help sometimes when you want to mix your colors like as if they were oils a little bit. But nothing is like oil paint than oil paint. That's just what it is. But this is another brand that I really like. It's Holbein Acrylics. Not everybody likes these. 
I love them. It's just for me, my personal taste. They're What's people's problem with them? I'm sorry? What's the problem with them? What, what They're expensive. <laughs> That's why I don't like them. <laughs> I like, yeah, well, I don't know. It all depends. I just see a lot of negative reviews from them. I love these. It's like painting with oils, except they dry fast because they're acrylics, but otherwise they're, they're great. I just love these. These, I, I just, they're really expensive. Um, but when they have a sale, I buy I don't buy as many colors as I used to. When I first started, I was like buying all the colors of all the things of all the time, you know. But now what I've learned is for me, I kind of like having a small palette. And that way I know that when I mix that blue with that red, it's going to give me that color. And when I mix uh, and uh, uh, I mix my own blacks most of the time because the black that comes in a tube is black. But it's a flat black, you know, it's kind of a dull black. Whereas when I mix, like I like this one, this is, this is a super expensive blue. This caught this tube is like $15 for me. It's like really expensive. But I mix this with um I have uh I have a tube of um brown. Um it's uh, what is it, burnt I mean, burnt umber, I think. Burnt uh, burnt sienna or something, I forget. I don't see the darker one. Yeah, it's one of the darker ones. But anyways, I mix with the blue and it makes for a really nice um, deep black. Whereas if I want, like if I mix it with raw umber like this, it gives a nice deep, it's not quite black, but it's a little bit more um, earthy black, if you like, kind of like a bone black, I guess. Well, there's no such thing, there's no such thing as black in nature anywhere. No. That's that we've made it like it doesn't exist in nature so obviously it does look flat when you just pop that straight on your painting you need those browns and blues in your shadows to make it you know if i'm really in a rush i will put black on and then i'll mix in some of this blue and it kind of brightens it up a little bit i, I do like that one cool I thing i think you can get away with actually using the black and mixing those others in yeah you know yeah it doesn't look you know it doesn't look like flat flat <laughs> Yeah, because the, the the black, I haven't, well, anyway, I haven't found a, a black in a tube that, that I like. It just, it looks like, uh, I don't know, it just looks dead and awful and yucky and flat. And it looks actually almost like a gray instead of a black, I find, when it dries. Because acrylics, by the way, don't dry the same color as oils do when they dry. Acrylics dry a little bit lighter. Where yeah. oils tend to deepen a bit, you know, but, but, but and, and then greens, of course, greens are a bit of a challenge, I find, but one nice earthy green that's kind of cool is if you mix, if you take a tube black and you mix some yellow in, you get a really nice green from that. You can play with that. You can add a few, you can add a few uh, other greens if you like to play with the, the, the value and all that. But a black and a yellow will, will often make a really nice green or a, a very nice plant green if you get one drift. So I love it. obviously, obviously, I love black on like comic books and things like that. You know, yeah. on graphics, it looks amazing. But for what you do for proper painting, and when you wanted to get depth and realism, and you know, don't forget uh, that when you're looking at a comic book. It's printed black with whatever they do, and even there, they mix their own blacks too. You know, it's the mix really? stuff. Well, isn't that what isn't that what CMYK is? It's the blue and da, 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 and when the 
seems anyway i don't know i don't know that much about print but I thought... it might be it might be i don't know a lot about it to be honest I, i'm just thinking of it graphically like yeah so i don't know the kind of inks that they use uh it makes for a super nice deep luxurious black which i don't know how to reproduce and paint except for oils oils will give you a lot of them and then i've got all my you don't want to see my brushes because I have to buy small brushes every week. I go through them every week. But these are the, because I, I, I love to, oh, yeah, and I got my casings here. These smell sweet, by the way. It smells like candy. These are casing, um, it's kind of like gouache, which is kind of cool if you're just playing around in a sketchbook and you're going traveling like you're going to do, Lindsay, eventually. And you can bring <laughs> you can bring these along. These, they don't bother people too much because they smell nice. <laughs> they're flat also but um they're really cool these are really is that, cool. is that acrylic again it's casein it's different it's um i used to remember how it's made water-based uh... uh, water these are water-based yes right, so you can blend it with water yep it's like wash um yeah. It's like wash, but you get a slightly different effect with them. They're really, really neat. I really like them, actually. I just haven't had the time to play more with them. I've, I've got a whole set of colors. I only brought two here, but I have, a, I have a set of five colors, which is something else I like to do is I have maybe seven colors on my palette, and I always use those because you know when you mix that color with that color, you're going to get that. So when you're in a real hurry, you don't have to go, hmm, what am I going to do today? You can just mix your colors and just, you know where it is. And, and I'm, I'm terrible for that. My colors are always in exactly the same place. For 12 years, blue is over here. Yellow is there. Red is there. And I don't even have to look. I can just. So these are my watercolors. I use these. <clears throat> I have a lot of Van Goghs. What do you use? What? It's the same thing, God. It's just I have them into two. It, yeah, I'll well, see. It's a little tiny travel set of watercolors. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love these. I love them. It's so much fun. They're just easy. And like yeah. with watercolor, you just don't need much paint. So watercolors are great. They dry, they take care of themselves, they put themselves to bed, they make their own meals. It's wonderful. See, I got these two. These are really nice. I really like this set. What what make is that? These are Dollar and Rowney. This is Windsor and Newton, this set here. I got them with the paint in, you know. So that was great. And what this is, I don't know what this is. This is Van Gogh also. Van Gogh is pretty affordable. It's not expensive at all. But this is my favorite set. As you can see, I use it all the time. Um, I did get some Van Gogh pencils once and I just, I didn't it, take them. No. Like, they I'm going to have to dig them out. I'm not sure if I, I might not be using them properly. You know, sometimes when you buy yourself a little art set, it'll have stuff in it and I'll not know what it's for. Like, what's that for? I don't get what, what I'm supposed to do with that. And then I'll use it and it'll be like really charcoal. And I'm like, I'm not using these properly. Like whatever style these are meant to do. I don't know what I'm doing. And there never seems to be like a little proper instruction in it. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So I've just stopped buying art, little art sets like that. Oh, yeah, the little art sets. Like I'm, I'll, if they, I won't buy a whole set of anything unless I know what it is now. 
um, if they don't offer sample sets or uh, or one at the time, I like to buy one at the time and then I test it out and see if I like it or not. But I have a lot of uh, Prismacolors. I have a lot of uh, pencils, the color pencils. I love color pencils. I love them so much. Uh, it takes so long. It's so long. I love color pencils. Um, <gasps> Lindsay, we should do a color pencil set together. Yes. Yes. One I've had longest is probably this one. What? What did you say? I said we have to do a color pencil set uh, set together. Where we a do color yeah. What? What? Drawing all, in, all of, in cards. A set of cards, just color pencils. You and I. No copics, just color pencils. Just color pencils. In a blender. Of course. <laughs> it's just so much easier to spread the pigment than going. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. These are Faber Castell. They've oh, always. Yes, yes, those are amazing. I love those. Oh, my polychromos ones. Um, obviously, Prismacolor is always ace. Yeah. Always brilliant. I must have about a thousand of those. Terrible ones. This is terrible. This is Montmartre. Oh, I have one of those. My God, yes. Very hard, very scratchy. Just, no, not nice. See, again, I was I was trying to get a portrait set because I've, I've run out of portrait pencils as well frequently because it's just doing so many people. Yeah, but, but no, they're horrible. Don't ever buy those, anyone. <laughs> oh no, they're pretty bad. Some of them is like the, 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 the I don't know. You, you have to push so hard to get anything to get off, even if you freshly um, sharpen it. It's still, I don't, I don't know. Like you say, maybe you have to, and, and they're not watercolor or nothing. I don't know. Anyways, these are nice. Castle Arts. Oh, that I've not tried. Oh, such Castle Arts. Nice. Mm. Yeah, no, they're really, really lovely to use those. Um, and they're not one, they're not something I com commonly hear of, so I thought I'd mention those because I think they're a bit cheaper than Prismacolor. <laughs> Thing is, I love Prismacolor. It's really, like, soft, but yeah. have you noticed when you sharpen them, the nib can just carry on breaking and breaking oh and breaking. Oh, my God, thank you. I'm not the only person. I'll start <laughs> out with a brand-new... Pencil, and I'll have like a new sharpener. And I've yep. and my other half actually gave me an electric one one time. Mm -hmm. And but for the Prisma colors, very often you'll just start with a new one, and by 15 minutes later, you keep trying click, click, breaks, sharpen, draw, break. Blip. So you're you're after 15 minutes, it's like this long, and you have to buy a new one. Oh, I don't know. Well, I it's only certain ones in the pack though that do it so i've learned which ones not to sharpen and which ones are fine with sharpening oh yeah i think you have to use the knife is that it yeah yeah i use the knife at, like i mean this one was fine <laughs> it's an, oh i've got some soap let me show you some of my tiniest pencils you'll i like. have a box collected full of little tiny pencils and then i've got one of those uh, mechanical extenders you stick it in a little one of those mechanical yeah yeah i've got a bunch of those yeah yeah but i don't chuck them because they're still you know if they you just need something just for a sec you know i can't bring myself to get rid of i think i've seen other people say that as well they can't bring themselves to chuck them no nope. they just keep sharpening it until there's nothing left <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, okay, I think we better bring this to a close. I think we're going on almost two hours or something. Okay. <laughs> I thought I could chat, chat all day, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially about tools. I really like that. But anyway, for this, which was supposed to be a mini episode, it's ended up being one of the longest ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, we'll be doing this. Maybe we could put a timestamp in it so they know where Harris ends and then we talk a little bit about projects and then we start talking about materials. So with a few timestamps, people can find where they need to be, can't they? Yes. Give me more stuff to do. Thank you. <laughs> I'll just shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> My word. I also have to make a video for my Kickstarter too. It won't be funny or anything. It'll just be like, hey, I'm here, books. But you know how to do it now. Yeah, you? I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it that you, you're using again? Uh, right uh, now, I use uh, LumaFusion right now. It's, it's like a step up from uh, iMovie because iMovie, yeah, it's okay, but you can't do anything with it. Ella. Do they do a free trial by any chance? Probably. So they need to make one little video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you could send it over to me. I've got nothing else to do but that. No, we've got too much to do. I'll, I'll sort it out. I'll, I'll find something somewhere. It's, it's but not going to be complicated. Luma Fusion, it's, it's not like, like Premiere Pro would be the best to do, I suppose, obviously. But I like, I don't know how long this podcast is going to last. So should I learn Luma, uh, Premiere Pro or what? And in any case, the focus is on the amazing people that come on. So, you know, I don't see that I need to make, uh, you know, fireworks no. every 10 seconds or something, you know, it's so, yeah, I really like Luma Fusion. You can still do a lot with it. I mean, I think you can. Um mm. More than I know how to do, I only know how to do the basics of it right now. I would like to learn to 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 use it properly, though, which I will. But yeah, cool. I'll learn more raw when I do. Hours. Okay, so yeah. Uh, last uh, to end this, I'd like to say, don't forget to check out um, the NSU magazine. Go find yourself a copy. It is basically the only magazine out there that covers trading cards and sketch cards and how it gives you price guides and all that amazing stuff. And they do give you a lot of resources to different things. So do go find yourself a copy and get yourself on board with that. And of course, they're, they're highlighting the two amazing people who are doing the only sketch card podcast there is, us. <laughs> um, check out Lindsay's work and her uh, her cards at legdaycards.com it will be when it's launched yes <laughs> www.legdaycards.com okay you must buy Ingrid's book All because of you, that, buying the book means you're helping to support the podcast and this podcast is done on our own time with our own funds we have had a few very generous uh, supporters who watch the podcast and have helped us to pay for some of the fees and all of that. And we are forever grateful. Please um, continue to support us while we're doing this. We're not doing jobs that we're supposed to be doing. So do help us keep going. Um, 
visit the people that we interview, support us, all that cool stuff. So yeah, and I'll be releasing my Kickstarter in about two weeks or so. Uh, but we'll be doing more, um, more updates and news and things. So send us news so that we know that we can do another episode and we'll, we'll share your stuff. And if you haven't already, subscribe. Yes, subscribe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bring donuts. <laughs> goodbye. Okay, goodbye, everybody. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please leave a review wherever you listen. This helps people find us. All links to guests or sites mentioned will be in the show notes. You can find Lindsay on Facebook at Lindsay Grayling Sketch Cards or search for Cartoon Cosplay. You can find me at IngridKVHardy.com or on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash IngridKV.Hardy. This podcast is independently funded, meaning the costs come from our pockets. If you'd like to help with even just a couple of dollars, Become a patron at patreon.com slash Ingrid Hardy. Music and audio editing for this podcast is done by Victor Besset. If you have any feedback on today's episode or want to suggest a question of the week, email us at thepenciledpodcast at gmail.com, tweet us at inpenciled on Twitter, or on Instagram where we are at thepenciledpodcast. We'd love to hear from you.